Welcome to show number four of the LifeSpring Why Christmas Show for 2010. I'm Steve Webb, your host. Today, there's another part of the Christmas story and some more great Christmas music. But we're going to start with my co-host, James Cooper of WhyChristmas.com, telling us about another Christmas tradition. James, what have you got for us today? Well, today, Steve, it's Christmas trees. Trees and their logs have been used to celebrate winter festivals, both pagan and Christian, for thousands of years. Evergreen trees, especially fir trees, have been used as a symbol of new and continuing life since pre-Roman times in Europe. They were the only trees to stay alive during the winter and seemed magical. Branches were used to decorate homes during the winter solstice celebrations to remind people of the spring to come. Romans also used fir trees to decorate their temples at the Feast of Saturnalia, that's the Roman midwinter feast and celebration. No one really knows when these fir trees were first used as Christmas trees. It probably started about a thousand years ago in Northern Europe. Many early Christmas trees seem to have been hung upside down from the ceiling, using chandelier or lightning hooks and chains. The first documented Christmas tree was in 1510 in the town square of Riga, the capital of Latvia. A plaque in the town square is engraved with the first New Year's tree in Riga in 1510 in eight different languages. There are several stories and traditions about how upright, decorated trees first came to be used in homes. One story says that one night before Christmas, Martin Luther, the 16th century German preacher, was walking through the forest. He looked up and saw the stars shining through the tree's branches. It was a beautiful sight, and he went home and told his children that it reminded him of Jesus, who had left the stars of heaven to come to earth at Christmas. So he cut down a tree, took it in the house, and put candles on it. Another story says that St Boniface of Crediton, that's a town in Devon in the UK and not far from where I live, left England and travelled to Germany to convert the pagan German tribes. He came across some tribesmen in the act of sacrificing a young boy to an oak tree. To stop the killing, St Boniface cut down the oak tree and a young fir tree miraculously sprang up from its roots. St Boniface used this as a sign and his followers decorated the tree with candles so that he could preach to the pagans at night. Christmas trees as we know them today probably started as paradise trees. They represented the Garden of Eden in medieval mystery plays. These plays told Bible stories to people who couldn't read. In Germany, the first tree decorations were edible, such as gingerbread and gold-covered apples. Glassmakers then began making small glass fruit ornaments, the forerunners of the baubles we use today. At first, a figure of the baby Jesus was put on top of the tree, and over the time, it changed to an angel fairy who, to represent the angel that told the shepherds about Jesus, or a star like the wise men saw. Christians also used the fir tree as a sign of everlasting life with God. The first fully decorated Christmas tree arrived in the UK sometime in the 1830s. However, they only became really popular after 1841, when Prince Albert, Queen Victoria's German husband, had a Christmas tree set up in Windsor Castle. This was seen as the height of fashion. At the time, trees were decorated with real candles representing stars, dangerous to say the least. In 1895, an American telephonist, Ralph Morris, invented the first Christmas lights. Around the world, many different types of trees are used as Christmas trees. In New Zealand, a tree called the Pahutakawa that has red flowers on it is sometimes used. And in India, banana or mango trees are often decorated. You can decorate your own online Christmas tree in the Christmas fun section over at whychristmas.com. Thanks, James, as informative as ever. In keeping with the Christmas tree theme, here's Dean Crippane with Oh Christmas Tree. 
Christmas tree Oh Christmas tree How lovely high Your branches Oh Christmas tree Oh Christmas tree How lovely high Your branches They're green When summer days are bright And when the wind Just snow is white Oh Christmas tree Oh Christmas tree How lovely high Your branches to me Now it's time for the next part of the Christmas story. When Joseph found out that Mary was expecting a baby before their marriage had taken place, he was very worried. He thought Mary had been unfaithful to him and wondered if he should cancel the wedding altogether. 
Then an angel appeared to Joseph in a dream. Don't be afraid to marry Mary. She has been chosen by God to be the mother of his son. The baby will be called Jesus, and he will save his people. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel had told him to do and married Mary. It seems that when Mary returned home, she must have told Joseph that she indeed was pregnant, and he could probably see it by now. It had to have been very hard for Mary to tell Joseph that she was going to have a child. And to Joseph, it must have sounded like an incredible and probably not true story. In fact, he probably thought she'd been unfaithful to him. Even though they were engaged and not yet officially married, to break the betrothal, Joseph would have had to divorce Mary. In Jewish law, an engagement or betrothal like Joseph and Mary's was treated almost like a marriage and could only be broken by an official and legal divorce. In those times, adultery and engagement could be punishable by death. But Joseph decided to divorce her quietly in private, even though this would have really damaged his own reputation, whether people thought that the child was his or not. This type of divorce only needed two witnesses rather than going through the Jewish courts and no formal grounds needed to be given for the divorce. But following his dream, Joseph followed the angel's instructions and married Mary, trusting her. Thanks, Steve. In the next show, we'll be hearing about the most famous part of the Christmas story, the birth of Jesus. So make sure you come back to hear that, and I'll also be telling you why we celebrate Christmas on December the 25th. But before we go today, I've got to say a big hello to Marianne Eckley and all the third grade at Hebron Valley Elementary School in Louisville, Texas. Thanks for listening, guys. For Steve Webb, I'm James Cooper, and we'll talk to you soon. On today's Christmas story, the part of the angel was played by Bob Sauer. His website is bobsauer.com. And your narrator was yours truly, Steve Webb. My website is theguywithafriendlyvoice.com. As always, links and spelling can be found at lifespringychristmas.com.